This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest. I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus, the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Cesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, Undead Armies of Thay for 75 years. I'm Dave. My name is Sabreanaya Estalia. You can call me Spray. I'm an agent of the Eladrin High Council. And I'm Tinzian. Shall we start this over again? <laughs> Beauty's of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it. Alright, welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric still. <laughs> I'm Daniel. I'm Dave. And I have a shorter introduction than Sabre does in that sound bumper. Yeah, hmm. <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, February 22nd, and this is episode 99. Woo! In a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Uh, last week, or five seconds ago, uh, we had some interesting roleplay going on over the chest and some fighting, as Scissor uh, <laughs> says, No, you back up! No, you back up! And Tinsy will catch us up on where we are currently. Dungeon Master, you are a go. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I don't have really any more administrative notes beyond what just happened in the chat channel, uh, since this is the second recording of the evening. Uh, for episode 100, I'm sure we'll plan something and pull it out of our uh, posteriors at the last possible moment, but um, that is going to be kind of a hallmark moment. I think it is also pretty close to the uh, birthday for the podcast. We might just kind of all roll a bunch of stuff into there. Mm -hmm. And thank you for your continued um, listening support. As a reminder from... Antari, she will get to it later. This podcast is entirely supported by donations from you, the listeners, not the Pew Foundation, damn PBS. And by the letter I. Okay. And the number 34. I thought it was pantalones. And the country... <laughs> the word of the day are los oh. pantalones. Los, los pantalones. Okay. <clears throat> Xanatari pretty much covered what happened in the last episode. There was um, a bit of corruption to the party, redemption to the party, and Thorn, I guess, showing some of his natural character and some of his unnatural character towards Xanatari. Uh, the final action before we left was Thorn had attempted to grab... Xanatari as she was blasting him away with her hammer of wind in order to get him away from the chest. And I'm now going to try and whip out the thesaurus and find another word for away. Yes, I'm aware of that. Uh, and we're going to pick up here where, Thorn, you are now in the process of being hurled without damage across the room away from your prize. I thought he tried to bite my leg like a dog last time I remembered, and I, I kicked him off. No, I didn't. But was he, he, not? he was He was trying to grab your leg to take you with or hold himself in place or something along those lines, and uh, he wasn't able to get you. Yes. So, Thorn. Whoosh. Yep. Whoosh. Um, I have a terrible sinking feeling. 
and the only cure is more cowbell. Um, so I'm I am not happy at all. Um, I'm going to use. This is getting serious. I'm going to use my Soul of the Wolf power. That's uh, my minor action daily. Um, that's the one that turns me into like my nightmare mode. Hmm. The um, the the full shifter um, form. I'm going to use it to uh, gain the 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 lost ground back up to. Um, to, to catch up to Zenitaria and, and sort of like push her out of the way again of the, the chest. Um, I, I really don't want her to, to do whatever it is that she's thinking of doing. Okay, so you're trying to get between me and the chest again. Yes. So, um, having been blown away, I think desperation calls for f some fast shifting and my form would sort of just rapidly uh, expand and, and bulk out to to accommodate the the muscles and and the fearsome aspect that I, I become um, so just a reminder it basically just gives me some extra speed um, extra uh, bonus well, power bonuses to my fortitude athletics intimidate damage rolls um, and plus three proficiency with my melee weapon so um, in this case, I'm going to perform like a rushing charge again, which is essentially a melee basic attack combined with a, a move um, to sort of tackle Zanatari. That uh, um, move you just made, that doesn't count as a divinity power, does it? No, it's not. Okay. So, uh, 16... Twenty, not natural. So I still think I need twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just like a grab. So again, I guess bounce off, or I don't know. How would you like that resolve, Zanatari? Um, yeah, he can. I will take a solid stance. He can charge at me, run into me, and basically hit me, and then fall. Okay. Uh. By the way, uh, Bert is entirely ignoring you and Thorn, and is uh, pointed directly towards the chest. And there is a bright white light, it's sort of like full illuminosity, but instead of being a 360 sphere of light, mm -hmm. it's focused all its light side towards the chest. The Eye of Sauron found the hobbits. In, in essence, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's not moving in the air. It's entirely fixed. Do I get the sense that Bert could do anything about this chest? You have the feeling that there's a lot of potential. Hmm. But with the amount of sadness and fear coming off of Bert, this it's kind of this alien sort of feeling uh, re regarding the emotional state that you're translating into fear and uh, so forth. Okay. 
Uh, I would take note of this at the same time, turning my attention to Thorn. Okay. Anybody else in the peanut gallery want to uh, step in at this point, or are you just going <laughs> to... Eat popcorn? Scissors pop some popcorn, that's right. <laughs> got some nice cracked black pepper on it, a little bit of uh, garlic powder. Okay. He's snacking away. Very good. Sabre, are you still uh, in Chalk City? Because, again, yeah. it's probably only about 10, 15 minutes after. Yeah, she's probably still just sitting there, kind of trying to get her head straight. Trying not to bleed all over the place. Okay. Um, Sanitari. Mm-hmm. Twice now... Thorn has attempted to rebuff your, uh, I guess you're pulling your punches attacks mm -hmm. with uh, actions of his own. What would you like to do? I'm going to get increasingly irritated, and each time he attacks me, I'm going to begin to lightly slap him. Um, my goal is to daze him, so I'm going to look for another um, divine attack power to... Since he's on the ground, basically in front of me, I'm gonna use. <laughs> Let's see. I'm gonna use my storm hammer uh, because I am getting angry. So I will roll against his fortitude. Let me roll. Oh, natural twenty. <laughs> Twenty-four. Actually, thirty-four, because that would be fourteen plus twenty. Hmm. Um, versus fortitude. I'm guessing, Thorn, that uh, you are not going to beat. What's your fortitude? If it's a natural, if it's a natural twenty, yeah, seventeen. Correct. I just had to give you at least the benefit of saying your, <laughs> your thing. Xanatari. Uh, okay. Um, a wonderful epic description of whatever happens, epically. Epically. Oh, okay. Um. I'm going to call out the litanies or the chanting of a cleansing storm as I begin to s kind of begin to build my rage. Um, divine wind is going to swirl around me and lightning and thunder uh, will fill my weapon. Um, I will, again, not stab him, but I will take the flat of the blade and strike him you know, on the shoulder a la knighting you, but also trying to knock you to the floor and give you a little bit of shock for that. Um, because it is a divine action, um, I will get my devout action storm. Uh, it says action point spent for extra, extra action. I don't know what that means, but I'm not doing a minor, so I'm assuming that's my action point. Um, we haven't I, really used action points. Yeah, we're not really worrying about that. And it's part of fourth edition. You get like one per, basically, it's a kind of like a daily, you get an extra action, you can spend uh -huh. it at any point. Mm -hmm. an extra attack or move or something like that. Okay. Well, since we're not doing that, uh, the next creature I hit with a divine attack power before my turn ends is dazed. So I'm, I'm going to daze him, and then I'm going to try to grab him by the shoulder that I hit him with and haul him backwards out of the room. Okay. Out of the room being back to the hallway, or...? Yes. Okay. Thorn? Yep. There was, in the last episode, it was ruled that um, 
Xanatari can have some effect against the corruption that you are feeling. Is there any particular way, based on either uh, that action or what she has just done as she's dragging you out of the room, that you want to manifest or not? It's entirely um, up to you. I'm just trying to tie up some loose bits at the moment. Yeah, I think um, just making contact with the flat of the blade against my shoulder and, you know, shocking at the same time, you know, with the, the divine lightning that she's got crackling around her would sort of, um, in a sense, sort of repel the the corruption. So, yeah, the, the, the lightning would... Um, would repel some of that, I guess, temporary madness. Um, and I'd, I'd start to come back to my senses. Though, uh, at the same time, there is still this need to get into the chest. I, I, whatever's in there, I, I need to get, because I do have this belief from the Earth Elemental um, that it could help with the quest that we're, at, that, you know, that we're undertaking at the moment. Okay. So, um... I guess I get thrown out of the room, but uh, I'm going to come dragging myself back in. Okay. Uh, Go on, My purpose in dragging him out of the room is to kind of toss him around and confuse him before I put my ring on, which would show the false ending of a passage. See if I can confuse him so he doesn't know how to get back in is my goal with that. Okay. So, uh, continuing with your epic 20, you drag him out, um, and you are going to try and put, put it so that you are outside of the safe zone, so that way you'll see the illusion of the rock. I want to be inside the rock, like I want to toss, I want to go outside, spin him around, rough him up, throw him out, and walk back into the room, put my ring on so it looks like there's a passage end, and hope he doesn't remember how to get back in. Okay. In his dazed form. Very good. Uh, such happens, and Thorn. Mm-hmm. You're all alone in the passage, passageway. Um. Every turn. Right. Um. I'm not going to be happy about this. I'm going to use my smarts. I'm going to call Fluffy, who is okay. still in the room. All right. Now, I don't know whether whether he'll see the illusion of the passageway or not. Like, he'll have to walk through in order to, to, to come to me, right? So I guess I'll, I'll call Fluffy, but I don't know whether he'll actually walk through the barrier or not. I think on his side he doesn't see it, if that's what I recall. Like, it's only right. the outside. It's, it, you would not be able to hear Thorn, uh, Fluffy on the inside, or any of the party on the inside, but Fluffy would hear you. And since it just looks like a shimmering um, field, uh, Fluffy would uh, be willing to come out. Okay. Um at the same time, I would use a perception check to see whether I could find or see where Fluffy comes through and then use that to follow 
back through into the into the room, the passageway, if I could. Okay. Maybe days when I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, Thirty-five. Okay, you can find your way. Um, last thing I want to do is I'm going to throw myself at Xanatari again. It's the only thing I can do. I've. Uh, it's the. I guess in in the sense that you know. Yes, she has had an effect on the corruption, but it's going to take some time for it to sort of clear. Sort of, I, I'm dazed, so the effect that she's had is sort of muted or delayed in in some regard. Um, I just know enough that I need to to get into that chest. So, okay. Um. That one there is a 27. Okay. So that is a 27 versus Anatari's AC. Yeah. You would hit me. I have a 24. Okay, it's essentially just a, a another bull rush type thing just to, to shove you out of the way um, of the chest and, and, and basically stand in front of it again, you know, panting. Obviously out of breath after you know getting wailed and <laughs> wailed on it and thrown around and 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 whatnot. Okay, um, so you're going to try to bull rush her through the door because I she's uh, that that's essentially what the melee basic attack was to bull okay. rush her. Are you attempting to do any damage? No damage, just to push her away. So he's coming through the door where I am. The chest is after me, like a good however many feet. He's going to come yes. and knock me backwards toward the chest, or because that's the only way he can go. Yes. Okay. What it sounds like. Okay. So it'll be like sort of pushing you over and then leaping over at the same time to put myself back in front of you and between the chest again. Okay. Okay. Um, for the leap over, because she's got all the, uh, the visual effects and so forth going, and you're not sure what is actually, um, real and what is illusionary, uh, go ahead and make an athletics check with a difficulty of 20, please, for the leap over portion. Okay. Uh, double check that. Okay, so you do get the plus two to that. Uh, natural 20. <laughs> Thorn, um, since the rest of the party has been watching and Sabre is kind of just sitting off in the corner, um, if you want to do your epic charge and reveal or whatever you want to do, um, have at it. Okay, so um, following Fluffy through the um, now exposed, uh, I guess, barrier, um, I would see like Zenatari walking back, thinking that she's deceived me enough to to put me out of action. Um, and I guess being angry that she would even try that, I would charge charge her down from behind and knock her over. Um, at the same time, um, you know, planting both my uh, hands on her shoulders and sort of like vaulting over her, so pushing her to the ground and, and vaulting over. Kind of like a, a wolf or a, a dog if they were to leap onto like a, a post or something and planting both the front paws on the post and then pushing off to leap over it, to clear it. 
in the same sort of uh, regard and, you know, putting all my weight on those front paws so to push her uh, sense of balance forward. Okay. Um, the, the general, usual wolf pole vault move. Yeah, <laughs> that, the, so that old hat. The wolf pole vault maneuver, as they call it in uh, Germany. Um, that what they call it in Germany? Yeah. Der Wolfenvolten. The Wolfenpolenvolten. Um, and then, basically, once having cleared Zenitari, I would then, like, again, sort of position myself in front of the chest, you know, hulking panting heavily from effort because I've been wailed on ferociously by crazy lightning chick over there okay. and take a I guess like a, a wide defensive stance for anything else that she may try okay do you attempt to open the chest with the 20 I don't think I have enough from the from the 20 to open the chest. I mean, it, it's a, it was really a, a 20 on athletics. I'd probably have to roll another roll for theory to, to finish opening the chest. Okay. Uh, Sabre? Mm-hmm. Um, she'll probably just kind of half-heartedly look up and s s just be amazed at what's going on. She's still kind of out of it, but Anything that you want to do based on these actions? Yeah, she'll, like I said, she'll be still a little out of it, but seeing the commotion, she'll look up and kind of realize something's going on and look back over at the chest and try to see if she can detect anything coming from it again. So, roll an arcana check. That kind of blows. Um, <laughs> 23. Spoilers. Okay. Um, you find similar information to what Xanatari found in the last uh, episode, that there is something major inside that is even more potentially Chernobyl um, than just that signal. Okay. She'll get back up and kind of wander back over there and just kind of do some more examination to see if she can get a better fix for it. Okay. Are you going to try to trip uh, Thorne? I thought you guys are like, mm, let me look at this scientifically. Perhaps I can take out some instruments and some scrapings. We're rolling around on the floor beating each other senseless. She doesn't care. That's about right. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Scissors rub rubbing Scissor. off on her. So, so in other words, you're you're right now the not yet. Uh, Just wait. You're you're the you're the Velma of the uh, Scooby Doo gang, probably. Okay, yeah. hey, nothing wrong with Velma. Nope. Okay, Cesar. Well, having starting to tire actually a little bit of Thorn and Xanatari's Cirque du Soleil act, he's uh gonna maybe try to saunter his way nonchalantly back to that drawer that you had mentioned that he notices. Mm -hmm. Maybe do it without picking up any notice. Hopefully they're absorbed enough and Sabre's uh, either distracted by her her religious 
whatever she's dealing with or whatever. And But I'll roll a stealth check just to see. Okay. A 12 total as he walks back there. Um, so pretty much you throw up the disco ball and you do your jive, uh, jive, jive walk over. Um, I will kill you all. Barring, barring nothing. Uh, you're fooling nobody walking over there, Cesar, but uh, you do get over and um, mm-hmm. you're on the side with the chest. Are you mm-hmm. going to try and open the, uh, the thing or not? I'll take a look at it first. Do a little bit of an inspection. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a look at it, make sure it, it's not going to chop my hand off before I uh, um, open it. Okay. It does not appear to be trapped, from what you can see on your initial inspection, which, again, does not involve a thievery roll at this point for mm-hmm. true detection. But it seems that there are sort of like a central nexus location for something on this chest. Okay. How big is the drawer? Like, does it appear to be? It would probably be about the size of a standard uh, hardcover book. Okay. Um, yeah, he'll open it. Why not? Opening it, uh, you find what appears to be um, the release catch for all of the mechanical traps on the chest. Oh. To, you know, one step disarming. Mm-hmm. The failsafe or the failsafe or the failsafe. Right. And there is a container inside that is sort of uh, the cross between a tarot card size container, and a deck of uh, playing cards. So I don't quite know how to... <laughs> a deck of tarot cards? It looks like um, size a box that's either somewhere between the size of a deck of tarot cards or a regular playing card deck. Not quite sure how to translate that into dimensions for the readers, but um, maybe about the size of a paperback book. Just a, a standard size, but... Is little, it a Harlequin romance? It is. It totally is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Lothbit's prob- hiding this whole time. Yeah. Well, Secret yen for romance. Okay. Um, what what type of a container? Is it a, a box or a... Um, it looks sort of like a uh, container that's sealed on all sides, but on one of the ends, um, there's a overlapping cover that you can pull off, and as you pick it up, you hear a rattle on the inside. Ooh. Cesar <laughs> opens it. Okay. Um, inside, there appear to be a number of cards. In this case, eight. Eight cards? Mm-hmm. Okay. And lecture notes? <laughs> no, but they are all face down. Okay. There. And so if, if, if you pull a... I, I don't know. Just, do, you, do you shake all the contents out, or... Well, are they just sort of scattered in there? Are they evenly spaced out, all face down, or are they stacked? They're stacked. Uh, looks like a card deck. Probably pulled them out like okay. a... 
like a, a, a as a whole deck if possible. If you can get his fingers in there to do that. Okay. Um, when they come out, uh, whether they're scattered a little bit or whatever, they're all face down. Okay. He'll flip the stack over. Um, they're all face down. Blah! Oh, wait. Double-backed cards. Oh, this is useful. <laughs> um, in, your, in your hand, though, you feel that these are powerful, but you have to really want to use one. Is this like, what's her name, Jubilee or Gambit or somebody like... Gam- Gambit is Gambit. a male. That you throw the cards. That would be Gambit. Gambit. No. <laughs> Just it, it. It may. It may be a case of either a preventative safety device of you may not want to look at the card because the card may or may not do something good and or bad. So there. There's eight of those, and there is also a plain platinum-looking uh, mithril platinum-type ring. Oh. Hmm. And that feels even stronger, magically, in terms of not even having to make an arcana check. Okay. Than the cards in your hand. Um, first of all, what do the back of these cards look like? Sort of uh, the Harlequin diamond pattern. Okay. We could check um, Yep, sort of a checkered... What color? Blue. Blue. Okay. Blue and white. Um... He'll slide those back in the box and pocket those, and then take a closer look at the ring. Okay. Uh, maybe make an official arcana check to see what he can determine about it. Okay. 18. Um, whatever it is, it's powerful, but you notice that there is a faint engraving in a language that, well doesn't make quite a lot of sense, but there's words something along the lines of dreams come true. Scissor puts that ring on. Okay. All right, Sabre, I hear you. <laughs> Small cricket appears. Okay. Uh, Wild cricket appears. N- nothing happens immediately, Scissor. Okay. Cool. It's a nice bling. Okay. <laughs> What is it with us and rings? Yeah, you guys, you guys do have the bling effect. You know, it, but it's better than like the spatula of X, Y, or Z. <laughs> At this point in time, I think I'd be better off with a spatula. Um, he'll turn his attention back to the uh, the the fight dancing partners to see what they're up to. Uh, Thorn. Yep. What would you like to do? Oh, he slides the drawer close to. I guess there's nothing I can really do at this point in time. Like, I'm still holding the defensive stance, waiting for whatever Zenatari is going to do next. Okay. Is any part of you touching the chest? No, because I guess if that was the case, I would have been able to stop Cesar from walking behind the chest to open the drawer in the first place. Okay. Uh, Xanatari. Mm-hmm. Mexican standoff with Thorn. Okay. Uh, hmm. Well, 
all I want is to keep him from opening the chest, and if I could achieve that by Mexican standoffing him, I will completely do that. Um, I do see Cesar doing something in the back, and I'm going to look at him and give him, like, a look. Um, not so much Sabre, because I, I honestly don't know, uh, if she wouldn't shoot Thorn in the head. I trust, uh, I trust Cesar to not kill Thorn. Um, so I'm gonna look at him and just kinda, like, give him a look as though, do something! helpful um and see him like rummaging in the back of this chest uh obviously hasn't destroyed the world by opening the drawer so i guess that's okay um i'm still gonna try to get in between thorn and the chest so um i guess we'll keep on fighting oh by the way um whoever's got really good hearing which in this case would be thorn there is a faint after uh Cesar goes in and is um does something back there there's the sound of cog wheels <laughs> turning coming from okay. the chest so it's like click 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 just says her thinking click <laughs> click click money to replace the hamster in that uh that wheel sizzle um, I guess I'd pick up on that and turn to face it. Um, not sort of, sort of out of curiosity, um, maybe out of concern, because I don't know who's touched the chest since I've been dragged out of the room. Okay. Um, and I guess with my attention diverted... Um, I let go of the the power that is keeping me in my primal form. Um, kneel down to where I'd left off with the lockpick tools and pull them out and try and identify the source of the clicking. Okay. The source of the clicking uh, seems to remind you of a job that you did a while back somewhere else uh, before you met the party where there were a series of pylons that were driven sort of pegs that were driven up into um, this vault and you had to retract the pylons before the vault door would open mm -hmm. and it sounds like um, something is withdrawing within the lid of the chest so he's managed to activate like the sequence to remove like the the pylons from the chest it's like the final unlocking sound and um the chest would be open but you also hear what sounds like something sliding into place it's kind of like a little I guess kind of like a, a, a mechanical sound termination at one point, just kind of like click, 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 and then it's just dead silence. Okay. Um, I guess with um, with as much caution as I could muster, you know, keeping an ear out for Xanatari, I would place both hands upon the top of the chest and push it open. You know I'm not going to let you do that. 
Or at least lay there. You'll have, <laughs> you'll have to kill me. Well, I'm waiting for Dungeon Master to allow. Xantari, you, you've got the floor. Well, as he's sitting there fooling around, tooling with his, his lockpicks, I'm obviously going to be getting up and running toward the chest. I fought this hard so far, and I can just let him sit there and tinker. Um, so I'm going to get up and run toward him. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I'm going to use an encounter power as a minor action. I will petition my deity for extra strength, and I will get plus one as a extra damage on my attack, basically making me a little bit stronger so I can combat him um, as his, his... He dropped his extra special wolf self, but his regular wolf self. And um, I'm going to use my Wrathful Lightning... So, this would be versus his AC. Uh, 9, 29. Um, my AC is 25. However, I would um, like to use an ability in response to that called Warding Arrow. Um, basically, I would, <coughs> I guess... It's it's a strange way to put uh, to to use it, but I guess I would take a like a uh, an arrow out of my quiver and uh, sort of hook the arrow blade around the the edge of the blade of of the sword um, as she swings, um, and I guess it would sort of like lock into the the edge of the blade. And I I guess using principles of physics, I'd basically sort of use it to tug down on the sword and redirect the attack, though it's still going to hit me. Um, because it gives me a plus two bonus to all my defenses at the start of my turn. Um, the triggering attack would still hit if the the, 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 the the attack is still hitting me. So um, it would give me combat advantage against the Thanatari, allowing me to sort of rebut with like a a push away or something. Is that an instant power or yeah. because it's it's not your? It's a it's an instant um, interrupt. Okay, so she would still hit, but there would be what sort of penalty? A it's like a co like a combat advantage. So in this case, when I basically go to uh, rebuke or to to counterattack, I'd get a, a bonus to hitting her. You can hit me, but okay. the purpose of this is to teleport you five squares away, which is what I'm going uh, to do. Okay. So you can hit me, and I'll hit you too, but you're going five squares away regardless. Uh, well, um, I guess I don't really have a choice, do I? So, well, you can uh, injure me. I mean, that. That's... There's, uh, there's no way that I can injure you in that time. Okay. Um, um, I'm concentrating on the chest. Sanitary, are you trying to do non-lethal damage or just move him? I'm trying to hit him in a non-lethal area. Uh, I want to wound him, but I want to teleport him. My goal is to teleport him. Basically what this is, is I throw my sword at him. I'm going to try to hit him, um, you know, in a lower kidney area. Uh, he's got his back to me at this point. So I'm going to try to hit him there or, you know, knock him kind of in the arm, shoulder, somewhere not, somewhere I can heal him later if I choose to. Um, and as it flies through and hits him, uh, after it hits him, he's going to teleport back to my hand, and he's going to move five squares away from he is where he is currently. Okay. Uh, 
that I, would happen then? I haven't rolled for damage, but I'm not really trying to hurt him much, so it's up to you. Um, I think if you're just trying to move him, we won't worry about about damage. Okay. Um, it was a matter if it was like non-lethal, then we could do something with that. But, uh, Thorn, one moment you're dealing with the chest. The next moment you're steering. You're, you've got your nose right to the rock wall of the room. Okay, so I'm looking at a rock wall. Yes. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daniel. I just can't let it happen. <laughs> I'm running out of tricks. He's not used to not getting his way. <laughs> <laughs> Obedient school is in session. <laughs> Smell your own poop! Smell your own poop! <laughs> bad! Bad dog! What did you do? Oh. House of non-pain is in effect, y'all. The house of non-pain is in effect. Jump, jump. <laughs> no. Breaks out a rolled-up newspaper. Um, I'm going to, I think, get to a point where I, this, this has just gone on long enough. And I'm going to... Um, use one of my daily powers against an Atari. Um, one that I haven't seen before and I think is specifically appropriate for where we are at the moment. It's called Spider Thicket. Um, <laughs> Separate shutter somewhere. So, I'll tell you what happens as soon as I hit with it. If I hit with it. Um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> She's not with me tonight. Um, I smell a one. Right. That would no, be great. It's a three. It's a seven, it was a 17 versus fortitude. And what's your fortitude in three? 19. Okay. Cesar? Uh, any trank darts? Anything else that you want to do? Hmm? What did you say? Any trank darts or anything that you'd like to do from your from your side? I know, we could have tranked him right I'm, away. I'm not involved in that at all. That's their that's their beef that they have to hash out themselves. Uh, this had to happen one time, you know, so he's letting it uh, go. He's fingering his new ring and uh, uh, just watching it happen. Okay. Staying out of the way. Um, Sabre? Mm-hmm. You start to smell something coming from the chest. And it smells like old, stale air Aww. leaking from the chest into the room. Uh, like a seal has been breached or something? Yes. <sighs> Sabre so. starts weeping openly. So she's pretty much convinced now that the chest is open. Well, it, it's it's at least a seal has broken enough that there's um, uh, air coming from it, and Bert is getting is now hovering closer and blasting the chest even more with light. She will get up and walk over in front of the chest and start looking and examining it. Okay. The 
chest lid does appear to be not um, fully sealed right now. Mm-hmm. And it would be a simple matter to have it either open or um, you could try to see if you could push it down again. She's out of it enough. She's going to open it. Oh, God. <laughs> of all of the people that open this thing. <laughs> <sighs> oh, by the way, um, Cesar, as you're glancing around and, you know, playing with your new bling, mm-hmm. um, it's actually, if someone was to interrogate you later, uh, it wasn't actually Sabre that appears to have touched the chest, but uh, that damn flickering cow <gasps> was mucking with the chest. <laughs> Seems to have opened. So, for your for your for your eyes, Sabre was just sitting there, chilling. But <laughs> you're gonna get like the acme trap now. <laughs> it's a, a big box with a stick. <laughs> Sabre. Mm-hmm. As you open the chest, there is pouring forth. And even in your adult state, you can tell that this is, at the moment, illusionary. But as the lid opens up, the space from the lid, uh, between the lid and the box itself, starts to fill with small spiders pouring out in mass from any opening. <sighs> Close that your is, eyes. That is there. And... The horde of spiders, by the time that it reaches the bottom of the chest, as soon as they try to step off the chest, vanish. But as the lid is opened, rising out of it with, um, in the palm of her hand, there's an item, or there's something. But rising out is this image of a drow female. And anybody want to make a religion check or anything else like that? Yeah. (sighs) I'm facing a wall. (laughs) 19 plus 7, 26. 22. 22. Um, in essence, there is an image of Loth in her, in her drow form rising from the chest. In her right hand, which is open and uh, facing the ceiling, there is a dot of nothingness in the shape of a sphere. Hovering above the hand, the palm. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at genesee.com or signalsmedia.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really?